Welcome to Shoot the Bit. I'm Luis Valencia. I'm Greg Murdoch. And I'm Chris Jones. <laughs> so, so, so what have you been doing with Node.js, dude? Um, I was trying to do this, like, um, I've been doing a lot of Shopify stuff, like, on the side. There's a company that, they just do all the design stuff for different Shopify sites and spin them up and, like, super quick and dirty kind of stuff. So anyways, um, they have a client that deals with the fulfillment house. So what they wanted to do was like basically bulk import all of the products um, from the fulfillment center using they have like a, they have like a soap API. All right. And then um, so I started it in Rails, and as I was working on it, I I kind of got to the point where I was like, this doesn't really need an interface or anything like nobody needs to interact with it at all because it just sits there. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Oh, so you're just building like a standalone Node.js app. Yeah. Kind of it's deal. basically like just, just a, it just sits there. Oh, I thought you, you were building you know. a website in Node.js and I'm like, that doesn't, well, not that it's like not smart or anything, yeah, but, like, but it's, it's just, it's making, unnecessary. You're, make, you're making it harder. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, um, I've used like Node, or we've used Node once like uh, at, a pre mm. at our previous job and it, they were doing a... Um, it was Node and Angular. Yeah, they were using and Node and Angular. Like, it was just like... No one knew either of them. They were just like, I don't... What, what am I doing? That must have been a while ago, right? Yeah, it was, it was still pretty fringe when we started, when we started yeah. doing it. I can tell you right now, I just mm. did not feel production ready. No. It was, it was, uh, it was dog shit. Well, I think the first time that I worked with Angular, it was like two years ago, just about. And yeah, but like the documentation was really spotty and mm -hmm. it was just a nightmare. It's got some like interesting concepts to it, but it's, yeah. I don't know. I haven't played with it recently, so maybe it's better, but. Maybe they ramped it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, but like, are you supposed to just use it? As, I mean, I like the, the idea, right? The idea, whole idea of Node is that you're offloading all the work to the client, right? And you're not actually hosting any of these computation stuff on your yeah, exactly. server, right? Yeah. Supposed so to lighten the load on the server. So if you're like writing something heavy, you want to send it over. Yeah, everything that I read about Node, it was like, it's great for like really kind of superficial type, not really superficial, but just, you know, like taking something and passing it off. And, um, but as far as like, if you want to do like a... Um, or like, like middleware? Well, like, you know, if you want to do like a full relational database and stuff like that, that Node was not... Oh, yeah. Choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh man, if you want to talk about databases, um, we started using and, and fringe, uh, fringe stuff. We started using <laughs> something called Kaylee, Kaylee GraphDB, mm -hmm. at one of our jobs, and basically we uh, we had we were requested to import um, a free a Freebase um, RFD dump. So uh, do you know what Freebase is? No idea. So Freebase is like a like a database collection of like basically all the words like ever. It's is what it, it sounds like. Is it Google's or is it? Uh, I, I'm not sure, man. Else's. We can we can look it up. But, I think uh, Google might use it. But, but yeah, yeah, I think like it's a closely uh, closely tied to like Google stuff. And basically, like if you do like music, it can help you like find like relationship between music and like what people are searching with this particular word, right? Yeah, I so think like, it's like the biggest community curated like relational database of people, places, things. and things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, crazy. So, um, you know, so like when you're trying to use, uh, like when you're trying to like improve like a search, let's say you're trying to search for something on like YouTube or Google, you would use uh, Freebase to like, you we want, ideally you'd want to use Freebase to like figure out, okay, um, if someone's searching for dogs, like what are they searching for? Like what kind of dogs are they looking for? Puppy dogs, they're looking for this, they're looking for that. And then somehow like find relevant stuff to each other, right? Mm -hmm. So we were asked to, to, to dump this into something called KayleeGraphDB, which is like super fringe, uh, database uh, written in uh, Go mm. or a framework for a database written in Go that naturally runs on memory, 
right? And the documentation is like non-existent, but <laughs> so you're like, okay, so we want like a persistent database on disk, right? Because it's the Freebase is like 330 gigabytes. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, that's not gonna fly. Yeah. <laughs> Although low back to memory, why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah was it according to yeah? Uh, IBM's got some rigs where you can get like three terabytes of RAM. Jeez. Yeah, yeah but they're like millions of dollars, and I'm like, yeah, not not happening. It's not in the budget. <laughs> no way, man. This <laughs> goes a little over. <laughs> a little, just a smidge. Yeah. So did the client pick that database? Or oh yeah, this client's crazy, man. But mm -hmm. um, I mean, he's a, he's a smart. I mean, he's a uh, not giving too much away. He's um, related to the guy who uh, set up Machinima, which was um, was it? Uh, I think it was like Alan de, de Bois or whatever. So this is um, his his uh, cousin or no, his nephew. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, so he was asking us to to, to do this, and then we're like, okay, well, um, we don't know that, but that's fine. We'll just you know we're engineers. We'll figure it out. Um, and then the persistent database is LevelDB, which also I think is pretty fringe and pretty new. I mean, this thing can't be can't be that much older. Uh, was it LevelDB is about yeah? And again, it's a part of the Google ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So naturally, the documentation the like documentation is quote unquote there, but it's really sparse and just like no one really understands it. So um, so we're having a hard time. So. It, it was funny that we're talking about Node.js because it reminded me um, of like the first time we were we used Node.js, we had a similar experience. We are like, okay, where's the documentation? How does this work? Why isn't it working? Like, can't figure it out. And then it just didn't feel ready. It didn't, like, the tools didn't feel like that like they were there for the developers. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, totally. Yeah, and yeah. so it was just a mess. And now we're like doing this and heading and we're like, ah, oh, this is fringe, it's new. And it's like, nah, I'm not into it. Yeah. But um, but it sounds like you had success with your Node, your Node app, right? Almost. <laughs> the, the asynchronous thing totally screwed me up, mm -hmm. totally screwed me up. Because basically, you know, like I said, I was dealing with like a SOAP uh, yeah, API. And so the way that the relational stuff, like, so basically, you know, they have products and then styles. Yeah. Although the way they they their terminology was backwards, it was like styles with products, kind of weird. But anyways, they they being Shopify or they being uh, the they client? being the client, oh, okay. the, the uh, fulfillment API. So what I was trying to do was like, you know, regardless of the name, grab all the parent items, iterate through it, and then you know take the child items and move and then move them over into the Shopify API. Oh, yeah, so it's a standard. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. But of course, you know, I'm used to. You know, server side stuff or whatever, where it's it's procedural. You uh -huh. know what I mean? It's like I'm gonna yeah. go get the data, I'm gonna iterate through it. While I'm doing that, I'll go and get the other data. Oh, I see. Pull that, I'll hand it off. So, but it's, it's it, you know, so then you're looking at the terminal uh, or logger, you know, and you're seeing like, oh, cool, all the parent stuff, and then just like every child element started hashing out. You know, <laughs> it's like what the hell? So, um, I remember installing. Ah, uh, what was it called? Async or something like that. And it has kind of a, a library of, you know, you can define like a waterfall uh, workflow. Like mm. basically what it'll do is Wait, it has it? methods oh. built into like to kind of put the brakes on, on things and wait for other... Oh, you so know and this I mean? is like async okay. is a plugin for Node? For Node, yeah. Oh, it's so, a package. Okay. It's a Node package. Oh, okay. So um, I'm sure it works. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to get it to work. I'm sure it works. It, it, like it said, when I was reading everything on it, I'm like, cool, that will do exactly what I, you know, because I wanted to, you know, take a parent, 
get the data for, get all the children for the parent, mm -hmm. and then move on. You know? Yeah. Well, whenever you're dealing with a asynchronous like callbacks, right, like and that yeah. kind of stuff, it's like especially a concurrency and also it's super hard to bug because you don't want your service to be slow because it's blocking, right? Like, yeah. So you so. You'll start seeing this, um, especially when you start getting to like high scalable systems that like everything has a callback, right? And um, at the same time, you run into a problem because trying to debug something that has like many threads is always a pain in the butt. Like, yeah. um, I, I don't think I've ever seen like a successful like debugger that's like, okay, I'm running all these threads and like each of them is because there's so many things you can't want, like you can't account for, right? Like um, race conditions and like you know. Especially if they're modifying the object, like, uh, uh, you know, what's the state of the object, you know? So, like, you have to use, like, I mean, you're given a lot of tools, like, um, Java has what, synchronous, and then, like, uh, the, like, ASP.NET, the latest has, like, the, we just put async on top of it, and it knows to yeah, handle it like that. Handle, and then you, all that stuff. Yeah, and so you just code it, like, if you're recording a, a single thread, but it just yeah. sort of knows how to, like, do it. And it's, it's pretty slick, but when you have to, when you're going on to, like, Node, which is like super new, and there's not like a whole company behind it, or there's not a whole community like Rails or like some other stuff that's just been there for a while. You're gonna run into this issue where you're like, damn, now I have to debug this. Okay, what am I gonna use? And you're a pretty ingenious guy, so you're so you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna use this async plugin to help me, you know, figure this yeah. out. So, um, and then I just totally blew it. <laughs> like, every you know what I mean? I like, I like refactored everything, like moved. Yeah, moved each thing out into its own function with the callback. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just not used to like having to do that. No. So, it would have been an excellent learning experience if I had gotten it to work. No. So then I just switched back and, and did it in Rails, and it works. Oh, <laughs> was there any particular reason you like had left Rails or chosen uh, you chose? Just to because, build? honestly, for the last since I heard about Node, however long ago, I'm like, that sounds cool. I have no idea when I would ever get. To use it, you know mm -hmm. what I mean. Like, I have no clue why I would ever want to use it. And so, as I was working on this thing, and you know, I, you you have like, I mean, Rails. You know, you have a lot of projects. It's just like it. It seemed like it was too much for what I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. It seemed like Node would be a good. It's like, oh, sweet, I can have like it's a JavaScript it's, file. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And mm -hmm. I just chuck it up. And um, then I was hearing like issues with handling errors and stuff like that because it just dies like if it hits an error okay. you know well, by default or whatever it's just like <laughs> well I mean <laughs> yeah that's the noise it makes like you're like wow the server farted well, I wonder what happened <laughs> well uh, you know the I guess the problem not, not the problem but like the fundamental issue I take with uh, Node is that it's built up on a really jank language I'm not I'm not a fan of JavaScript, JavaScript yeah, yeah any language where a new array of four is equal to um, was it equal equals um, was it a string of three commas is equal, it returns true. Is there something wrong with that? Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. You don't believe me? If you bring up a console, it, uh -huh. it's either it's either I think it's three commas because it's the 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 would be separation between the elements because you can I can sort of see it, but um, it's really bizarre. I'm just like, you know, there's. I know it's funny there's that there's something wrong with the world now. It's funny that JavaScript has become kind of what it is. <laughs> You're looking at it, you don't believe it. <laughs> How funny, man. Yeah, so, I mean, like, and so people were like, yeah, let's take this language and let's build something well, that's what's insane so on crazy. top of it. Yeah, like, yeah. everything is is JavaScript now. Yep. You know? And it trips me out because, I mean, basically at my, I worked for this company, like, forever. And I was just stuck in, like, 
vb.net web form hell. Oh my god. Yeah. Web so it's basically like I did this work for like a decade mm-hmm. and then came out and I'm like, oh cool, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I know nothing. I have no mm. but I remember, you know, early on in like classic ASP and like trying to like doing a lot of stuff in JavaScript and it just kind of falling apart and not working predictably. And that's when I was like, screw it. Everything's just going to be server side. Like then I know it's going to work this way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It might be slow. You're waiting for postbacks, but like it'll work. Like I know it's going to work. You know? Well, I mean the fact that like someone that's trying to break into it um, would actually end up taking that response. And I remember when we first started doing like full like on web development, we ran into that issue too. And we sort of took that approach because we just couldn't get things to work like validation Simple stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And then eventually you learn the, the caveats and you're like, oh, there's these plugins. Oh, there, you know, there's this and that. And like you have to watch out for these things. And oh, this is a quirk of the language. Oh, this is a quirk of the Windows. Yeah. And, and it's it's really like really sad actually because if you, you've done you've done web forms, you've done um, some um, ASP.NET development, right? Yeah. So you, whenever, whenever you're actually literally typing like script type equals and then you wait for the autocomplete, you just get this massive, like with VS, right? Like Visual Studio, you get a massive list of everything that could be and would be interpreted by a browser if someone just decided, like, like if everybody woke up tomorrow, uh, tomorrow and said, man, JavaScript's, like, really shitty. Let's move on to something else. Uh, I think the, the the supported languages are, like, there's so many. Like, uh, the, the drop-down, I think I saw... Python could be could be used as an inter- yeah like native interpretation yeah it was like That's really crazy. it was really really bizarre I'm like um the, the list is really long and people just decide not to use it because the standard obviously is JavaScript yeah. and you'd have to do the learning curve and like you know how would how would your Python framework work with like the front end does it have to be Python could it be Ruby could it be it could be literally you know whatever whatever do you use Python 2.3 or do you use Python 3.0? Oh, dude, don't even get me started on that. When they moved from, uh, was it 2.7 to 3 and they just broke everything? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the hardcore Python guys were like, no, 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 you just go in and you refactor to include parentheses. Minor, minor things. And I'm like, bitch, a production rate language should not, like, yeah. you shouldn't be doing shit like that, right? Yeah. And then, uh, no, but then you run into, you know, the, the I don't know why they talked like that, but. I like the Python voice. Yeah, like, no, no, bro, like. Dude, these, 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 dude, Python's gnarly, bro. Yeah, these bro coders, yeah, bro coders. I like, no, 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 you don't understand. Yeah, like, you, you get rid of all the legacy stuff and you can move on and have, like, a superior language. And I'm like, like, sh- shut up. <laughs> no, like, I, uh, idealistically, yeah, you would want that, but, like, imagine how much shit you'd break. Imagine how much shit would break if, like, C, the C compiler guys were just like, or the, was a GCC and, like, all that stuff was, um, just saying, yeah, we're not supporting this now. Yeah. Like, like be- well, especially just in, in one release. Cycle, net, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it's like, one thing to see things kind of slowly die off, you know, as it mm-hmm. goes through. But, but yeah, to, to change like very core fundamental stuff like that, where yeah. it just blows up everywhere. Yeah. Plus like none of the like other libraries people have written, no one's updated it for three yet. Yeah. I, remember, I remember having to do something and I'm like, I'm gonna start, you know, start good. I'm gonna go with like the most up-to-date Python. I'm gonna get the most up-to-date libraries. It'll be great. And then I go around looking for all these other libraries that I want to use that other people have written, and it's like only works at 2.7. It's like I, you didn't, you're not gonna make a. It's like yeah. there, we have no plans to make a version 3.0 version of this library. I'm like, ah, the right, internet fine. has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess I'm using 2.7. Then all right, fine. Yeah, man. It's so It'd be so depressing to somebody that like rewrote, like you know you. Do the release, you're like, dude, solve so many problems. 
people are going to love it. Yeah, oh, like some, some, all this you're starry-eyed, you're like, this is going to be the best thing to ever happen to like, this language. This sucks. Yeah, yeah that was, it's probably like some college kid that came out and was like, oh man, I just took this language uh, this language translation class and the composite class. I got this. I'm going to fix all the ambiguity bullshit in Python. I got this. I got this. Mm. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, and you know, it's, it's Google, right? So yeah. like, you know, Google's going to be like, yeah, go for it, man. Like, it'll be like your, was it your, they got the 80-20% time or whatever. Yeah. yeah, do it on your 20% time. It's, it's cool. It's cool. And then, and then he does it. And then obviously you're going to be met with like a reception of like, now I got to fix all my code. Thank you. You asked why. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. like when you, like if you usually make, like I make macaroni and cheese a lot, you know, for the kids or whatever. It's like if you try to like use like the fancy organic mac and cheese or, you know, you try to bake it nice and they hate it. So it's like that. It's like just don't get don't get fancy. I like give them craft. The It'll be okay. Yeah, craft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like kids have been that shit for like a thousand years. <laughs> Bitch, where are my hydrogenated oil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wait, oh, that man. cheese? Are you telling me that wasn't powdered cheese? Mm -hmm. We mean you used that real actually, cheese that yeah. came from a cow. Wait, really? What? No, factory yeah. only, please. Factory. Yeah, yeah, I think it's you know. I mean, that's not to say that you shouldn't try out new, like, technologies, right? Because right, obviously you just be stagnated. So you always have the in-crowd that's always trying out the new stuff. But man, oh man, is it a pain in the ass. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. And then, like, you inherit, um, like, some bullshit from someone else, and you're like, now nah, I have to learn that. Because that's usually how we get, like, half of our contracts is, like, uh, some asshole developer decided to do something one way, then the client gets it, and we're like, okay, now we need to change it and maintain it. Like, wait a minute, this wasn't done conventionally, because this guy just arbitrarily decided that he wanted to do some other way. And then, you know, that's kind of how our company works. We sort of come in, we're like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah. You're sitting there and you're like, fuck. <laughs> you're like, you, you bring up a good point, though, because, like, you do want to, like, push the language forward, push whatever you're working on forward and make good progress. Uh, and some, But sometimes, you know, you got to be kind of, it's got to be gradual and slow almost because if you go too fast too soon, you come get that divide where people are like, no, I liked the way it was. I don't like, it's sort of like the Windows 7, Windows 8 thing where they're like, we want to go in a new direction, so let's make it completely new. And the people are like, ah, no, you need to, small yeah. steps, keep the start button, don't take it away. And then, you know, or they should basically just, yeah. they should just revamp XP yeah. and re-release it. <laughs> XP2 or something, people would be stoked. Oh man. People would be stoked actually. Yeah. That's, that's they're like, oh cool, I can find things now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, at the same time, you don't, you don't want to do that. I mean, obviously, mm. right? Like that would just be like massive stagnation. That's not yeah. something you want to do. Yeah. But, like I can see where people would be like, "Oh, I'm comfortable with this and uh, I enjoy this." Well, I mean, like it's kind of like what um, Apple does, right? Like mm. they live within their own microcosm and they've just been iterating on the same thing. So they're like, "Okay, this is how it is." They told you it was intuitive. It, maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I'll let the I'll let the academics argue that, right? Yeah. Or whoever wants to. The designers were like, "Oh no, it's like totally into." I'm like, bitch, this was learned. Yeah. <laughs> that was not intuitive. Mm -hmm. But now that it's learned, they, they're they iterating on that, and they're like, okay, now it looks like this, and it looks like that. And if you look at what they've done, right, a lot of this stuff hasn't been, um, like, uh, step, like, changes in the gestures so much as updates to their visual status, uh, visual, not visual status, but the, the visual representation of stuff. Yeah. Where it's gone from skeuomorphic to, like, this flat, uh, flat layout. And I don't know if you used... Uh, it's all the Johnny Ive stuff. Yeah. Since he took over. Yeah, exactly. Forstall. Yeah. Or Forstall. <laughs> it's the Andy Warhol of our generation. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, ever since they were like, fuck Google. I don't want to use Google Maps. We'll use Apple Maps. Yeah. That's like, that was like, that just broke everyone's heart. Everyone mm. was so bummed. 
we realized they bought TomTom, Tom, right? And then they used that as a foundation. So you think they would have had like a clean entrance and even then it was really rough. It was really rough. Yeah. Mm. But you know, people forget, man. You remember when Google first took out their Google Maps? Man, they were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was god awful, man. It was so bad. Like I would get lost all the time. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was reading something the other day where so the Google uh, Maps car, you know, those things just buzz around all the time. Yeah. Well, apparently what they started doing was they put on some sort of a sensor, like a, a methane sensor. Um, so they'd be driving around town and they'd pick up like gas leaks from, you know, city lines and all this kind of stuff. And they've, they just recently released all the maps and you can see like in older cities like Boston and stuff like that, there's just like leaks everywhere. It's crazy. Maybe that's, like, why, maybe that's why everybody's so angry there. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> just gas leaks everywhere, everywhere. I don't think it was methane. It must have been natural gas or whatever. Mm. So it's just leaking everywhere. And then in a city like Indianapolis, of all places, with new lines and everything, it's there's like no leaks. It's crazy. Oh, that makes sense. But it's kind of interesting, I think, for them to... to Wait, so was so it, it was like a public service or something that they're doing? Well, yeah, I mean, they're trying to be benevolent sense. about it. They're like, yeah, we're collecting all the information that we yeah, see. But look what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've already, we're yeah. helping you out. And then, you know, next fall, it's like rolling out Google Gas, everybody. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Google Gas. The benevolent dictators have yeah. struck yeah, again. Well, I mean, you know, before they were they were mapping out everybody's uh, Wi-Fi hotspots and everyone was like, whoa, we can't do that. Well, now, you, know what they, you know what they did that for, right? Um, I mean, when you, whenever you want to get better uh, geolocation, uh, they now mm-hmm. say, oh, connect to your Wi-Fi so yeah. I can yeah. basically pinpoint where you are. Well, it triangulates, I think. Oh, does mm-hmm. it? I think what it does is, because like if you're driving, right, and if you turn off Wi-Fi, then it says, I don't know. I, I don't it know always gets annoyed at me. It's like, it turn says, it back on. Do yeah, it. Do it. It Come says on. that it will, it, it reduces the accuracy of your GPS. Oh. Because mm-hmm. I think maybe what they were doing is like kind of plotting like, Okay, so like my wireless signal is here, you know, and this guy up the block, his wireless signal is there. Mm-hmm. So if I'm driving down the street between our two houses, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's it's constantly sort of, kind of using that. As, yeah, I mean, as piggybacks, another frame piggybacks of on it where it's like, you know, I, I see a new Wi-Fi signal has popped up, which means I must be within this range of the house. So and use that in conjunction with your actual yeah, GPS and like th- that distance is closing, you know, mm. and it's getting further from this point, so that must mean that you're you see know, signal heating. strengths going up and down. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I mean, which is pretty wild. Yeah, it's ingenious, but like a lot of people, I remember a lot of people did not like that. Yeah. They were like, "What?" But I wonder why. Yeah, like people, people I don't, don't want people to know that my Wi-Fi is here. People they, they know, don't like things being known about them. I know I had a boss once who was freaking out that like Facebook was taking information about her and she's like, aren't you worried about this? And I was like, not really. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, I, I couldn't see what the possible negative consequence of it like was. But then, that? you know, people were like, well, you know, soon we'll just, they'll know everything about us and it'll be a Gattaca and you'll be like, you can't, it's like you wanted to go to the moon, but you've got, you know, brain tumor. So no, no deal. It's like government, it's yeah. government, man. Yeah. Uh, you hear about that thing where um, Gmail uh, or the Google, like turn into pedophile because they found some stuff on yeah. their Yeah. But they had said they would never read your emails. Like that was one of like their flagships. Like, yeah. yeah, we're never going to look at it, man. We're just a hosting service, blah, 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 blah. Well, this is what's even better about that story, in my opinion. Is, mm-hmm. So, yeah, Google cracks some perv for having like boys weenie yeah. in his email. Yeah, man, that's not, that's not right. So but. guess who else did? Like right after that, Microsoft. Ah, so Somebody uh, had like a Hotmail account or whatever, and, and they scanned it and he had child porn. They turned him in. So what they're the same Microsoft 
that was making all these ads about like, oh, Google's scanning you. Don't get, don't get scroogled. I think don't that was the whole thing. Don't get That's what they called it. Yeah, don't get scroogled. They're scanning your email to try to serve you ads that you would actually be interested in. Mm. I think that's the thing. Like, I mean, that's what it all comes down to is, is them advertising to you. Yeah. So I, I feel so like if they told you straight up, they're like, yeah, we're reading your emails. Would, yeah. would it be better? Would people care less? Or well, it's a free service. I don't know. I think well, what like, was um, what was that? Uh, emailing service that like um, when the government requested that they turn oh, they, they shut down they, right? they wiped say, everything yeah, yeah where, like, where, where uh, they wanted some stuff related to Snowden and yeah. then the company said no we're going to close our doors and burn all the hard drives oh, instead damn yeah. I can't remember it was like like bit something the right? only thing I can think of is that that bit OS man. that he used was it Tor yeah, that's, right? that's, well, that's not so much that's, an OS as it is like a, a network, a to, network? Get, to get to the was it to the dark net or something uh, I guess that's what you call it. Or, I don't know. It's just it's onion net. The onion net. Yeah, the onion network. I don't know, man. <laughs> that stuff sounds like mm. super like crazy like conspiracy. That's, that sounds like almost as crazy as conspiracy theories. Mm. If I had not seen it done myself, mm. like in a, at a presentation, we knew this guy. Um, was doing a presentation at our school, nonetheless. I'm not going to disclose the school, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> And what he did is he got on tour and he's like, I'm going to show you guys Silk Road. Silk so Road was down. It was unreachable. It's before the guy got busted. Um, he's like, okay, let's go to the armory instead. And like, I swear to God, like, it was like if you had gone to Amazon, but for like, like weapon, like NATO one weapons and like, uh, it was like brass knuckles. And it, the reviews were like, it's like, uh, it's like five stars. Five stars. Yeah. We'll, we'll buy again. It's like, it took me like 10 minutes to crack this guy's skull yeah. open. Yeah. Like would that. not buy. Yeah. Exactly. Would not recommend to a friend. 15 people yeah. found this review helpful. That's yeah. Scary. <laughs> and that's scary. It's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I mean, it gets shipped to you, right? Well, I, don't, well, I don't know how it works. I like you have this very secretive network and then eventually it enters like an arena of like, Oh shit! The mailman's gonna see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, the, the, the UPS isn't like opening your packages or scanning them. Yeah. So, to our knowledge, right? Like people yeah. would have a shit storm if that was going. On. Oh yeah. Um, but um, but it wouldn't be that hard for them to run it through like well, an X-ray, right? Well, just like, well, hey, look, there's a, there's a machine gun here. You know. <laughs> well, what they were doing is they were mailing it by parts, and a lot of people were putting their mailing address ads. Was um the remember when the 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 bubble burst in 06, They were sending it to foreclosed homes. Oh, crazy! And so when they're just ma- picking it up off their yeah, picking, porch, yeah, picking it up yeah. off the porch when the mailman left it there. That's pretty cool. Which gets awkward when you and you know the Russian mafia has also done the same thing. <laughs> like, hey, 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 it's our AK. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, this one's yours. <laughs> yeah, you're calling them. Hey, uh, well, yeah. What part was the part that we? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Did you happen to pick up some weapons grade plutonium? Actually, you can you buy can, plutonium off Amazon. Amazon sells to you. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. They, they have. Or it's is not plutonium, but it's like uranium. Uranium, yeah. You can just you can buy a little tray oh, of it if you want to. But like, you're on the you're you're immediately yeah, on the they, list. Yeah. Um, and you can't don't buy it before you need to fly somewhere. Yeah, you can't leave the country or within like I think a, a X amount of time of buying it. So like if you're like oh I have a trip to Mexico plan, you know, because they're right down they're right down, you know they're right down there. Uh, and you just happen to have bought some uranium. Well, guess what? The government's probably not going to be happy so about crazy. It. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you can. I mean, you hear stories all the time about kids making not all the time, but you know, kids make a nuclear reactor. Or that one kid did. You oh know, yeah, Farnsworth. But, but it's not like the first time you've heard like that story. Or yeah, fifteen or something. Right? He, was, he was in high school. But so I mean, if if someone in high school can get all the pieces to build a nuclear reactor, I mean, I don't imagine he's. I imagine those pieces are readily available for people, but you know maybe the information isn't there, and obviously 
got to take the risk in your own hands to actually yeah. build a nuclear reactor. But well, not, not even that. That guy, that guy was destined to do something like that. His, I mean, his name was like last name was Farnsworth. Yeah. Right? With a name like that, like the name like straight out of Futurama. Yeah, straight out of Futurama, man. That guy. <laughs> so, what you guys don't believe that's a prophecy? What? Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I mean like that. Yeah, I think I think the privacy stuff, I feel like it's getting bred out of people. You know what I mean? Like in a couple of generations, like nobody's nobody's gonna give a shit. Well I think even now, I mean I'm sure. Yeah, I mean I think like the generation is coming up. Well I mean we're getting to some like Jacobian nineteen eighty four shit. You know, and like People have read the book. Like it's crazy. People have read the book and like are familiar with the you know like with George Orwell's works and like you know the the idea of uh, of a government like having that kind of like uh, like uh, the the like a pulse on you, right? Yeah. And um, even those people are they're, they're like, eh. like, <laughs> like like that's how, that's how we're gonna go down. It's not gonna be like a riot, and it's people are like, eh. And then yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's not gonna be this like riot or anything, but yeah, people will. People will be watching Netflix. <laughs> so, like, if the government wants to see me, the government will be watching you watching Netflix. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, ultimately, I don't know. I think for the most part, like, nobody's really that interesting that you should be tripping. You know, I, I feel like if you're doing something that you think the government would want to stop you from doing, mm. then you would be nervous, I guess, yeah. to an extent. Well, I mean, I think I think unless you do something that you didn't realize the government. I mean, it's more more on the lines of like, oh, I was interested in like what's happening in the news worldwide, so I ended up going to you know searching about ISIS or something. And yeah. Lo and behold, somehow I end up on their homepage, and the government's like, well, there we go. That's uh, you are totally. And he's like, oh, I was just I don't who are these people? Like I yeah. You know. Like I was, I just but I decided to, to skip the Wikipedia page, so you know, just go straight to the story. It's like I don't. Or when things have gotten so oppressive that like you're just trying to get back to normalcy and they're trying to like put you down for that. I mean, obviously that would be like even a, like more like dark worst case scenario, right? But yeah, that could be that could be other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's a, I guess if if you think the government's like trying, to, I think I think the government just wants your money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like for the most part, that's really they kind of want your money and they want you to to chill out. You know what I mean? Well, I mean that'd yeah. be ideal for them. They want to coast and just collect, right? Yeah, exactly. So when you, I think when you frame it that way, then like all the, you know, like you were saying, like the kind of dark horse stuff, it do, it it doesn't really apply at that point. You're like, eh, they're not exactly overachievers, you know what I mean? No, but then you get to the point like, and then what? So they have all the money, and then what? <laughs> what are they gonna do? Like one guy, then they like, get the power, power, then they get the women. It's all about chicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one chick. <laughs> It turns out. Man, you don't need to, you don't need to press a whole bunch of people for that. <laughs> Is it a, Let's just get a nice car or, or, no, or just be pro- interesting. Just make prostitution illegal. I mean legal. Just got to legalize it, man. Just got to legalize prostitution, man. You open up a brothel, like all of a sudden, like, oh, the crime rate dropped down. Like, <laughs> everybody's getting laid. Like, when, And weed, like, too, man. They got legalized weed. People are like, uh, it's uh, whatever. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that it's Actually, not legal here in California, man. Like, uh, that is pretty yeah. funny. We do have a dispenser on every single corner, and it's like, uh, it's not it's technically like gray, legal. Yeah, exactly. But, well, not even that. Like, the we're known, like, California is known for their weed. Like, we have the best weed, like, hands mm-hmm. down, like, right? Like, 
If it, I would be hard pressed to find somebody who's like, where does the best weed come from? And they, they were to say they weren't weren't to say California. Yeah, I'd be like, you're fucking crazy. Like, have you have you, you smoked the shit? Yeah, yes. Like, no, have you smoked <laughs> the shit out here? It's crazy. Yeah. So, so the fact that it's like veiled behind this, like, uh, you got to get a medical like green card. It's like, oh, I get headaches. I don't know what it is. It's yeah, like, people, med- yeah, just this, go in and make yeah, jump in the hood. Yeah, it's like, not that. It's just, just make it legal. <laughs> I mean, Colorado seems to be doing well. Although, although uh, there have been cases of people, uh, quote unquote, ODing on weed, what? which basically means they ate a whole fucking brown. You're not supposed to eat whole, the whole damn yeah, edible, yeah, yeah. but they're eating the whole damn edible. And but how do they die? No, they're not dying. They're oh, they just took too much of it, so they're tripping balls and having massive panic attacks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Going to the ER thinking that they're dying, but really they're just tripping like hardcore balls. Do you ever do you remember that there was like a nine one one call of a cop that had oh yeah, he had, thinks he just smoked a bunch of weed or eating it, you know? Yeah. yeah, and he thought he was dying and all this stuff. Yeah. yeah, so it's like it's like no, dude, you're just having a massive panic yeah. attack. Like it's like maybe, you'll be fine. Like, maybe, a couple maybe. hours, you'll be fine. How about you half the dose and that won't happen, right? Yeah. Like, it's not going to kill you. It's just you probably shouldn't have that much of it. It's going to be weird, like, when, if and when it becomes legal, you know, you start seeing the, like, weed commercials on TV and afterwards it's going to be, like, the please smoke responsibly. You know, it's like, (laughs) like all the beer commercials you have now. Oh, man, and then the DMV is going to be all over that. Don't smoke and drive. Smoking and driving kills people. Dude, I'll tell you, like, from, because I ride a motorcycle to work now, because it cuts my commute in, like, a third or whatever. Mm. So many people smoke weed on the way to work. So Wait, many in people. their car on their oh, motorcycle. Yeah. Oh, dude, I have oh, an yeah. anecdote about this. Uh, I had a friend who, who who used to smoke a bunch of weed, and um, when she was driving, she would light up a bowl as she was driving yeah. her car. And I was just like, I'm like, what are you in-? like? Because I'm in the passenger seat. I'm like, what are you insane? Like, can you put that down? Like, wait, like five minutes Wait for a light. Maybe? Yeah, like yeah, like a light, anything. No, but on the freeway, she's just like, yep, yeah, I'm gonna like steer with my knees as I like light this bowl, take yeah. a hit, and I'm like. He's like, you want? I'm like, no, I don't want one. I want you to fucking watch the road. Especially when you're going to work. Like, that's got to be a pretty cush job where yeah. you can just go to work and be like half there or something, I guess. I don't know. Maybe if I was doing just front-end work. Uh, <laughs> one of those, it's like one of those days. Pushing pixels, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, man, this pixel is I was like, not right. Oh, I got to make it work right. Hold on. I, I need to take a lunch break. I'll be right back. <laughs> like, the border radius is like, <laughs> it's like I don't know man zero is too small but one's too big one's too big oh, 100% shit. makes a circle yeah. like, you got the ghoul circles going on it's like oh man actually 100% will make it'll make an oval or something depending on like if you have a square element 100% will make it a, oh, a, a circle but if it's like an, an elongated element it'll make it an oval the oh, way you have to make it round on either side is with pixels and I think you end up doing either the pixel value of the height, or you could just have or a the pixel value of double, or just put like ten thousand or something stupid. Right? Oh, but I don't know if there's any kind of like performance benefit to like to getting that value as accurate as possible. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't know, man. Like you do like border sure, radius. Sure it comes down to like a couple milliseconds, maybe. Yeah, like but, what does it do? Yeah. Well, not exactly. even that. Like, what do you like? Like, what, like, why does it matter to us? It's going to be on the client's computer anyway, right? So it's like, <laughs> it's like you, the server's not competing. That's so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> they can wait for it. They can wait for it. No, I mean, like, obviously you don't want to like, um, uh, you don't obviously you don't want to slow down the performance of the site, right? But like CSS rendering, like unless you're doing something really like fancy or you have like a bunch of elements, I don't think it's going to slow down the. Yeah. Your a lot of your a lot of your documents probably going to come from loading all the assets, right? Which is why you always do the, 
minification and all that bullshit, right? And the font libraries now are tight. Those icon fonts dude, and stuff. Awesome, font awesome. Font awesome. Yeah. yeah, dude. Oh, my God. That along with, like, the... Yeah, I end up never using the glyph icons in Bootstrap now. Mm-hmm. Never. Because mm-hmm. they look so ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know why. Just because they're not... You know, they're really sharp and stuff like that. And there's something about the Font Awesome pack that... Well, I mean, the fact that they treat it as a font gives you, like, all the power of, like, what you, what you would apply to a font styling, like, color, size, volume, oh, yeah. and all that shit. My favorite is the fact that you can just add a tag and it just immediately starts rotating whatever you oh, put spin. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Fall, fall spin, yes. fall rotate. And you can append those styles and shit, like, if you're doing some kind of a form call. You know what I mean? Like, you're submitting a form that when you fire that form call... You know, have it start rotating the thing or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all pretty clever. Considering yeah. however many years ago, it's like you can sit there and make all those icons. Oh, oh yeah. Know, make all those apps. You have to make a GIF that you would then load. But, not, not even though, let's say you did make them, it would take forever to load on your shitty 56K one. <laughs> 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 like, I, I remember uh, back when MySpace was big, I couldn't visit certain people's profiles because they had so much shit on it. Yeah. It would literally. Cra- and like oh, web browsers man. weren't smart before it would literally take up too much memory and crash my my browser i was just like i was like really like yeah i had friends who do that to like just troll the people they're like eh, i have like 15 videos that are loading on the site it's like i can't it's well, so funny about the internet like i remember Geocities? making a site <laughs> mm. i remember making a site for like this band i was in in high school and all we had, we had recordings, but, you know, there wasn't MP3 or anything. It was, they were all waves. <laughs> so, we, yeah. So, each song is, like, 25 megabytes or oh, whatever. Man. And I remember, like, yeah, you'd upload it, and it would take all night to upload a song. And it's like, all right, cool. It's on our site. Go ahead and download it, and it will it'll take you, like, six hours to download the song. You know? But what trips me out is, like, you know, I think that's an example of how, like, the bandwidth was really low, you know, like the speeds were slow and the assets were huge, you yeah. know. And now it's like we have kind of the opposite thing where the bandwidth is pretty decent, you know. And the assets, it's like everybody's racing to like get things down like as tight as possible, you know. Like, and uh, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of weird. It seems like you wouldn't have to do that. Mm. Well, like you know a, what I mean? at a certain point, you'd have enough throughput that you could just be like, oh, we don't need to. Yeah, you're just like, I'm just not going to spend through. a week like trying to trying to crunch this whole site down to be smaller than to be like one hundredth the I size think, of that stupid song that Chris uploaded yeah. ten years ago or whatever. You know, it must be mobile now. That's what's really kind of drawing people towards you know, getting things small because yeah. you, know, you don't want to hog up people's. You know, but even yeah. now, the, a lot of data plans are offering like the unlimited quote-unquote unlimited i've run yeah. into a few of those where i'm just like huh i've used four gigabytes and suddenly i'm really really slow oh yeah i'm being throttled mm-hmm. or, or like yeah like i'll have a message come up it's like oh that's cool you basically are gonna have like the worst service ever until you know next week or that's some bullshit man that's crazy some bullshit or you know um Verizon, which is like yeah we'll keep it you know coming up to speed that's coming it's gonna cost you like more money. You went over, dog. And it's like, oh, do they still charge overages and stuff? Yeah. So basically, um, if I mean, it's not like it's a, an egregious amount, but it's still like really annoying because yeah. um, unless you're the only person on the network, and even then, like sometimes I like to turn my phone into a hotspot, right? Yeah. So like, or if I'm turning into it a hotspot, then I decide to like watch Netflix on my computer using that as a hot, hotspot. Guess what's going to happen to all my data? It's going to yeah. it's going to eat it up. Right? Gone. Mm-hmm. Well, now T-Mobile does that thing where all the music streaming services, um, it doesn't count against your quota or whatever oh nice 
So you can like do Spotify and Pandora and all that stuff, and it doesn't. Like, well, talk do they have like a deal with them now, or? That'd be amazing. I don't know. Yeah. I I recently got some kind of promotion from them for a music service. Maybe it was Pandora. Mm-hmm. So I think Pandora may more or less be sponsoring it, you know? Okay. And then T-Mobile then in turn like promotes their service. Like, oh, you can stream Pandora now all the time. <laughs> um, but it works for any music service. So I don't know. I don't know how they do that exactly. But I don't know. You know how they do it. That's bullshit, man. That's going. That's going the way of the dinosaur. There's no way that's gonna. That's gonna <laughs> Trying to figure it. it all out. Well, not not even this. Like the the they 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 built their infrastructure. They're sitting on it, and they're like, okay, we have a pretty good infrastructure now. Uh, now we're just gonna collect. There's no way that that's gonna hold up. Yeah. Like the re- I don't know if you remember, but like back in oh, would have been like oh three oh two, um, when. Uh, when Bryson was still just shitty. It was so shitty. Like, back when they had the Motorola phones and it was just terrible and, like, the, screen, the screens weren't even color or whatever. But the data the data was so bad and they're charging per text. Oh, gee. Remember that? Oh, like that was five, a fun time. Five yeah. cents per text. I'm like, what, what are you, like, what are you, what are you, high? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine you charge with, like, a, a provider now and they're like, oh, we're going to charge you, like, a penny per text. I'm like, fuck you, you're going to yeah. charge me a penny per text? You're fucking crazy. It's like there's some guy there, like, retyping it, you know? He's like, oh, and no, especially with the was it with messages and all this stuff like when you have like the, the Apple ecosystem, it's like you're treating it as an IM that happens to go through your like network, right? Or it's going through your Apple account or whatever. So um, it's going to sync up with your phone. It, I don't know if does it charge data? You guys know? Or does it count? Does it count as a data point against you? It must, right? Because it's still a text, technically, right? But I mean, you figure most of it. If it's just text, I mean, it's probably negligible. But but imagine that. Imagine if like if so, you're using it like that, and someone just says like, okay, we're gonna charge like one cent per per message you send. I'm like, fuck you, no way. I love when they came out. Does it cost you a cent to send that message? Well, no, that's the thing. Yeah, like someone someone actually showed like it literally cost them nothing because they just had like free space in the header for all of the you know packets they were sending already. And they're like, oh, we'll just shove the text content inside that header, and then you know it'll go where it's going. So it doesn't actually cost them to send the text. So <laughs> the fact that they were charging, it was like we're charging you five cents or something that literally is free for us to, you know, do. I mean, they're, they're doing the same thing with data. They're just like, obviously, you don't want bandwidth hogs. Like I'm like, okay, I have unlimited data. I'm gonna like download everything of everything on like BitTorrent now, right? Yeah. But um, at the same time, how many how many of those people are you gonna get? Like how many people are you, like? It must I mean, be maybe if like we three are living on the same yeah. block. Yeah. <laughs> is gonna be like, hmm. I don't know about you, but I you know, every weekend I torrent, you know, Ubuntu and then delete it. You <laughs> torrent Ubuntu, just every single release ever, just because you know, it's, it's fun. You know. I mean, like how? I mean, you'd get a couple of those people, and like, yeah, those people shouldn't be probably shouldn't be doing that, but it's it's really about yeah. the money. Right? Most people are just watching like cat videos, or you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Better than it was though. Mm-hmm. Everything's faster. I don't know. Everything's better. Everything's just so much better than it used mm-hmm. to be. It yeah, really I, is. Yeah, I'm liking that plans are becoming less two-year contracts and more month to month. I hate that shit. Really? The the only reason I would want that is if they kept the service going seamlessly, mm-hmm. um, regardless of the the payment period. Does that make sense? I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I get some of that. You, where, you have some downtime sometimes, right? Where like, because uh, I know that's that if, you, I, if I use up all my. It's actually only for uh, talk though. Like if, if I use up all my minutes, because um, what I've got is the, uh, what is it, hundred minutes a month, but unlimited texts and data, mm-hmm. um, and it's pretty nice. It's like thirty bucks a month um, from T-Mobile. But if I use up that hundred minutes, I have to then buy more minutes. 
But the thing is, they charge me for my next month on one day and then start the, the actual month the next day. So there'll be a good day where if I've gone over my allotted minutes, it then uses whatever money I've put in to get more minutes as payment for my next month. So I've got a total balance of zero, and that means I can't make any phone calls because it hasn't reset yet, and I've already used up all my minutes for the month. And That's people are like, I tried to call you and nothing, it was like, oh, oh, I have to then put more money in so that I can get minutes for that like day interim between, you know, my yeah. next month starting. And that's all just weird billing. I'm sure they could sort it out and if they, you know, if they could, it would be awesome. But I think not many people use this plan. So I sort of just get screwed every, every time. Well, I'm sure that they, you know, they make it. They put some kind of inconvenience. They bake it in so that you'll be like, screw it's it. Like, oh, maybe I plan. should get the seventy dollar. Yeah, yeah. Because then you're like, all right, then I don't have to dick with that. You know. I mean, but that's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> that's bullshit. Why should we? I mean, yeah. Oh, there, there is. You know, I do like. Sometimes we we attribute them like just malice, but at the same time, I think that equally you should also just attribute like ignorance to it because I'm sure they're building these plans on top of ancient, you know, structure, you know architectures that they've built up over the years yeah. and you know maybe it is this like man the, the shit we have to do to get your thing like charged monthly even though we built it out as something else you know? oh yeah because like the underlying billing or whatever yeah i mean it's system that they're using well that could be true too so which that it sounds like that's kind of what your problem is well, i'm sure it is they're just, just like weirdness. i don't know well not even that it's a it's like, a yeah. cor- corporate mentality right like and then we've just gotten so used to like if it's like not working correctly, let's fix it and let's be lean about it. Let's build it. Let's try to make it fast. Let's try to make it work right. When and this is like the whole uh, reason I left company, uh, company like Edison and any of those like big corporate structures, and I don't want to go back to them because their their mentality was like, well, yeah, it's not like working that well, but it gets the job done. So why are we gonna like mess with it, right? Let's do something else. And then it takes forever to do like product releases and stuff like that. Like uh, for example, and. I'm, I mean, I don't mean to shit on, on Edison, but they, it was pretty fucking terrible. They didn't even have um, versioning. There's no versioning. There's no versioning for any other software. And um, anytime you wanted to talk about versioning, there, there was this big, like, we, so you do, like, a meeting, right, like, in a corporate setting, and you'd meet, and then it would just get, uh, it would be a one-hour fight over yeah. what versioning you should use. And it's like, like focus, yeah. like, you have no versioning. It doesn't matter. Like at that point, it doesn't I was matter like, which yeah, version. pick SVN, pick uh, Mercurial, pick Git, pick what like what a peak Perforce, even Perforce, that's fine. Like mm-hmm. it's a, a any like ancient like like it doesn't like a new old like good bad yeah. doesn't matter. You get on a versioning system, right? And and move forward. And it's like it's this resistance from like people who want to learn and do new things, right? Because they've just been there for twenty six years. And they're like, well, I'm on my way out. Why should I learn this new thing? Like, right? Like, I want to hold on to this knowledge. Like, oh, you broke it. Oh, I guess you have to fix it, kind of deal, right? Yeah. Or have to roll back. And so it's it was um it was a little our ver- the versioning was uh, one guy was just basically keeping track of the unit releases or whatever, and, like the jar files and shit. And it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So see, yeah, just a folder full of like date time stamps zip files or yeah whatever. dude no shit yeah like, i sure hope my hard drive didn't crash i was losing everything we've ever done <laughs> yeah, man, it, was, it was bad man so i mean like when you come from like so i wouldn't be surprised if a company like verizon or someone was like ah oh, payroll software's not working or t-mobile in this case would be like oh our payroll software's not working that well i'm like oh it's like one day downtime like the, the the guys are like how much is it going to cost to fix and they'd be like i don't know 20 20k in time and resources yeah and they'd be like nah fuck that they're like we would have fixed now but kevin quit 
Yeah. Or, or, or some shit like that. He's the only guy that knew how this all worked. It's so. a black box now. You're like, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. You get, you get turned around. I think DirecTV has a problem with that where a lot of um, they, um, their subcon- a lot of their contractors come from one company from India. But what's happening is that they're coming on, like, uh, I think it's H1B1 or something. Or the, the oh, the visas are expiring and all that? Well, not even that they're expiring. is that they've been here long enough that they can now, um, through the way that this company set them up, um, stay in the United States if they get a job in, the techno- in this technology industry. So they, like, come, they do their time at DirecTV, and then they finally got proficient at their job. And they're like, all right, I'm bailing. Like, yeah. like bye, guys. Like, I, can't, I no longer have to be here. Uh, through this company, so they they leave their the company that got them into the states to do the contract thing, and then go and do a tech job because they now have a work visa from the U.S. So, <laughs> so I mean, and, and a lot of a lot of like corporate companies do that, right? They do staffing. Yeah. So I mean, that's gonna happen like left and right. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was it. It's crazy. So yeah, guys, no JS, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, we yeah we did come back to versioning a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about Node.js. <laughs> I mean, it, I feel like it's... Because how long ago were you were talking about an experience where you started using it and just didn't Six feel months? like it was... Six months ago? Uh, well, how, long, how long was it before the Great Demise? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost been a year. It's coming up to a year. So, yeah. Um, since the... Comp- since the, I'd say like nine months, yeah. They went, they went, on, they went down in like it's September. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. It has been years. That's crazy. Yeah. It feels like it, it's... It felt like it moved along quite a bit, you know. Well, yeah, the looks... package management stuff is pretty killer. Dude, okay. package management is the shiz. You're mm-hmm. just like, I want to do this. Like that was, a, yeah, because I, I, like I said, I was dealing with the SOAP um, API, 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 API. And so somebody had like a, I think it was called, it was Savon, or Savon, I guess. Savon? S-A-V-O-N. Oh, I've never but it's basically it's just it's a package it's a um, node package that handles interfacing with SOAP APIs oh and like does and that's what was kind of cool about node is it seems like what it does is it it normalizes all of your data structures so it's like everything's JSON oh that's great regardless of what you bring in or what you're sending out like when when node is dealing with it it's all json stuff oh that's cool man so it kind of yeah. it simplifies that side of it well i think i showed you the trick right on uh, ruby how to take uh, any xml and turn it into just json or is it you just uh, leverage the 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 hash um the hash oh, gen yeah, from yeah. the active record you say a hash dot from xml yeah and then you turn it you got yourself some json <laughs> so that's even one of those things yeah because then yeah in rails you're having to like you know okay well is this going to be you know a hash is it going to be an array? Is it going to be an active record family collection or whatever? Is it going to be? You know, you have like you have a ton of different options as far as what types of data and formats you're dealing with. Yeah, and even though when it's in a hash, you can use a I think a hashy made and you turn it into an object or whatever. So you can you can get your data any way you want, right? Yeah. So but then in Node, it's like it's JSON. It's all JSON. <laughs> like just it's all JSON. So okay. however you decide to pick through it. That's up to At me. least in my from my limited well, I mean, dealings with it, but. a lot of these scripting languages are pretty like quick and dirty. They're they're kind of they play like loose and fast. Like um, have you used a? I mean, obviously you probably have like uh, like Python is the same way. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, I mean they have some XML libraries, but like usually it's like even even with the libraries it still feels like quick and dirty. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I I, think, I mean there's a flexibility in that, but at the same time it's like. Do I trust that? Yeah. Um. Do you trust it? 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, coming from like kind of a more Microsoft SQL background, you know. Yeah. Like that was nice because you could always could always just go look in the table. <laughs> like go look at this thing and see how it reacts to this, and you know what I mean. So now, kind of dealing with more abstract types of data stores and stuff. Oh, I see. Like a certain, yeah, you know, like it oh. seemed very concrete the the kind of SQL way of doing things. Oh, I see what you're saying. So as opposed to like um, looking at raw text for your JSON, like when you look at like the, when you're playing with the Twitter API or something, right? And you just get like this massive like JSON line, and you're like, oh my god, I can't even read this. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're saying like select star from this, and like, oh, that's what my data looks. Yeah, like. exactly. Oh, like yeah. yeah, you and you can cut it kind of however you want in like this one. Like in like T SQL, you know. Oh, yeah, you have all your shit, and you say like, yeah, inner join this, outer join that. You let me, know, let me ask you something about, and all that. about T SQL. What's the deal with there's no show tables? What do you mean no show tables? Yeah, you have to do like, was it so like some weird select thing? Oh, like, like on the master or, database yeah, or show, to show, get show, a show collection database. of yeah. all the tables or something yeah. like that. Yeah, what's all that? About? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Just like, well, because you're already. I mean, you figured you're in SQL. Studio, you know, you have your, all your list of tables right there. Oh, yeah. I think they make, you know, you, you end up like a lot of that stuff drops off because it's like you can just scroll through the list of tables. Like you don't necessarily, you know what I mean? You're not just sitting in a terminal. That's true. Like to have, you know, show me my tables because mm-hmm. it's like, well, I, your tables are right there. You know. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're, <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're playing their game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like show me my tables. It's like I already did. <laughs> Make right. What yeah. else do you want me to do? It's a was it a, a Microsoft's just a grumpy old hipster from like way back in the day. So like, God, bro, can't you read? Can't you read the right there in that weird window pane that is taking up like three quarters of your screen? Like I don't have that window pane. Oh, so you go to window, show yeah. window, <laughs> pop, pops up Clippy. Tools, just like, looks options. like you're having trouble looking at your database table. Clippy. <laughs> oh, Clippy. <laughs> Somebody told me the other day, because now that Balmer owns the Clippers, you know? Oh. Like, oh, the guy that invented Clippy owns the Clippers. Oh, huh. There you go. Rebranding. Yeah, they're going to rebrand the Clippers. The it's going to be the new mascot. Oh, my God. Dude, I'm so glad they got rid of that. That was so stupid. <laughs> that, that's how you know that like, even computers and software were still, like, in their, like, baby state. And, like, no, yeah. one, no one really well, knew what to do with software. Like, it's oh, funny yeah. you say that, because when I was that age, I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I get, like, a little Martian, and he flies around the screen. Like, I never actually used them. I just was like, oh, cool. It's like a mascot it's that like sits in the corner. Yeah. And I get to, like, click on him every so often. He was turning, like, a paper airplane to fly away. Yeah. But, you know, that's what I was also, I was at that age where I'm just like, I'm going to learn how to... Uh, in, in Word, draw whatever I wanted to. So I got really good with like canvassing and like, <laughs> you know, it's the stuff you're, you're a kid. Playing you're just like, I'm gonna like, on top of each other. Playing Oregon Trail. Yeah, and it's just like, I've, you know, you'll never need to know that. But for whatever reason, I decided to fully learn most of Word, you know, just how to utilize all the crazy drawing tools that it's got built into it. I like those guys that are really good at Excel and you're like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? <laughs> like, even Excel though you, it, like is useful for like data have, like, and whatnot. You have like yeah. massive spreadsheets and I'm like, oh, yeah. like, why don't you just put it in a database? Like, nah. it seems like it might be a good tool for kind of possibly like prototyping some concepts. You know what I mean? Like but, I mean, but and, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, yeah, like the oh, corporate okay. level where they use it as like a yeah. What if it's they like, got, this is like, the spreadsheet. Yeah, then like. 
if, if this is your the spreadsheet, you should probably put it in the database and yeah. have a visualization tool. <laughs> I wonder if they do that though. Like, is is there a uh, database translated to Excel? Like, it, could you use Excel as the front end for your database to like yeah. see the data and manipulate? Well, it? like in .NET, there was you could use it as your data source. You know what I mean? Okay. Like an Excel file. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you can kind of manipulate. You know. But I mean, like, could you could you plug your Excel into a database? Like, give it the IP and be like, all right, here's here's my table. Yeah. Or, or would you be using just the SQL well, manager SQL, at that you point? Could, you could like import data. You could import and, and export data directly, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but also like, yeah, in a web application, like you could have an Excel document be your database. Well, okay. Why wouldn't you? Isn't why that wouldn't you use Access? Yeah, we have that yeah. point. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, but even I Access think, is pretty shitty. Oh, yeah. No, Access is, all that stuff is just the worst. <laughs> I remember my database class. Like we, I learned how to oh, yeah. use Access and then forgot how to use Access. <laughs> no, nothing learned. Nothing gained. Nothing I, lost, I, man. I, I learned so SQL. I mean, that's basically like select from where, and that was basically it. Oh man, you are not prepped for what we're about to do. <laughs> no, that's gonna be fun. We, uh, dude. Um, basically, we have to optimize how fast we can read and write from the database. So we're using like this Redis database. Um, on AWS, and we've had to write some like nasty scripts where we're doing like we're doing like we're doing I mean some of the basic stuff like dirty reads and stuff, but we're also doing stuff like okay, how many cores does this uh, Redis instance have, and how many writers can we write to it in order to perform our like throughput so there's no contingency logs on the database. Yeah. So we're getting like pretty low level, and um, like that's when you start seeing like the nastiness of like MySQL where you're like okay. Um, we need to migrate off of this because it's not fast enough. And like, okay, so how's it, how's it doing the, the table copy? Oh, it's doing like this. That's stupid. That's not useful. Like, why are you copying the entire thing? That's not going to work, right? Yeah. Like, and so you're like, oh my God. Like, and, that, now, and then that's when you start seeing like the actual true problems with big data and like that stuff. And, you know, you're like, well, we can't really put it in the Redshift server because it's not fast enough to do insertion. So you run into like this weird stuff. Like, there's no real. Don't believe the hype, man. There's no real way to, to handle uh, to good way to handle big data other than writing a custom solution yourself. It's crazy. Like, like a custom database? No, 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 no. Just no, no. kind of cobbling. Yes, the second yeah. one. Gotcha. Because you're gonna run into problems. Like if you you can't use Redshift as your baseline database because it's not fast enough, right? Like as your like insert and like pull and all that stuff. You can use it to do uh, map reduce computations, which will probably be pretty fast. Like once you have the data, mm -hmm. but as like your uh, as your like master like database, primary, yeah. no, you're gonna need, and then so and then Red even like Red Redis isn't fast enough. Like the, the actual like MySQL AWS thing that they offer is not fast enough. Like the fastest thing we have at the current client's office is the custom rig built by one of the more senior engineers of that company. That is like the, crazy. The, the 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 I think the the throughput is like eight eighteen eighteen thousand like uh like was it oh, I forget what it's called like. The, the I don't know man like the, oh the right throughput is like eighteen thousand like something I forget some some ridiculous it's unit ridiculous some ridiculous, ridiculous unit that you're supposed to have like five thousand of like yeah like normally he's like eighteen thousand of and I'm like, like you can write a thousand books every <laughs> second I, I, I mean I don't know I don't know what the unit's called because I'm like I'm not like a like. I am full stack. I'm not a database specialist. That's yeah, like getting yeah, yeah. too low level. And some, there's some people that are criticizing, be like, "No, dude, you should know that if you're true full stack." Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "Bitch, I'm gonna look at the metrics on the AWS console, and then that's when I'll remember what it's called." Like, I don't need <laughs> yeah, to know that exactly, shit. Yeah. It's like, "Fuck you, I'm gonna look it up." <laughs> like that's val that's valuable real estate. You don't need to be clogging it up with 
Yeah, like yeah, like I already don't have enough memory. Like I I, <laughs> I go in I go in and I work for it. I was come out and I forget where I parked because I'm using all that memory. <laughs> I know it's a programming's funny. Like you never thought that you could get so exhausted from just sitting there. Mm-hmm. You're thinking. I mean, yeah, you're thinking yeah. constantly. Like the when brain's you, just like shot by the end of the day. Well, especially when you get into patterns, it's just kind of how the brain works, right? Like if you get into a funk or a pattern. You need to like break out of it, and that's why people are like, "Oh, you should go for a walk, or you should do this, you should do that." And you're like, you leave the problem for like five minutes, and you're like, "Aha!" You have the aha moment. You come back and you're like, "Okay, I got a solution." And the reason that works is because you've allowed your mind to step out of that pattern that you're running into. Like, you're like, "Oh, like I don't get it," and you're just grinding and grinding and grinding because you're doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And not allowing yourself to like breathe and have like a moment for your mind to settle and see the true solution. So. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's wild. That's where all this like shit comes. Where like the standing desk, like oh, you should use a standing desk. Or, like oh, you should use a running desk. Oh, you should go for a walk. Oh, we should put slides on the on the, on the, on the Google thing. Like oh, you should use the, <laughs> like you should have creative workspace, even if you're like a developer, like because creative workspaces are important. And it's like, and then you just get back to the little like squeeze toy you used to have on your yeah, desk. I mean, it's like, it's like, dude, all you really need is put that shit down for like five minutes. Like, go walk outside and like. Come back, take a piss, take a shit, go eat some, like, go get some coffee, go do something. Yeah. Come back and you'll have the answer, right? Like, oh. It doesn't need to be that fancy. Yeah. I'm not fan of just sleeping on it. You know, you're just like, I, I can't figure this out. Go to sleep. You wake up, you're like, oh, of course. <laughs> you walk, walk into work 15 minutes and it's like, oh, I can't figure this out. I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> just put a cot next to my desk. Be like, all right, guys, hang on one second. I'm still. I got it. All right. It's 9.15. I just I've hit a wall. Gotta go. Yeah, I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go sleep, man. <laughs> Uh, but I'm charging you for the day, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, of course, man. All but the processing that went on in here when I was asleep, you don't even know. You know it's worth the day. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, the right. mattress has like a daily rate. <laughs> so, well, I had to use the mattress. <laughs> the, ma- the mattress is yeah. costing me. It's like, no, you don't understand. This is a valuable resource. That's <laughs> pretty bad. Well, it's like the phone company. Yeah, like I bought this mattress. I'm gonna squeeze every possible penny out of it. Well, you know, some developers are like that too, where they build something and, um, you know, they did it their way, and they're like, "Well, now you have to pay these rates because I'm the developer on there. I'm the only developer on there. I'm I'm the only one that knows the system." And it's like, "Bitch, like, get off your high horse! Like, you think you're so smart? Like, some other developers not gonna be able to come in and be like, oh, that's how you did it.' Yeah. Like, it's like, especially like, there's just some things that work the same. I mean, like, if you obfuscate the code. That's some fucked up shit. You deserve to get sued, right? Like, if, it's like, if you just ran through an office game, you're like, ah, oh, you're never going to figure this out. It's like, that's fucked up. You're not supposed to do that. But I mean, if, if you just like build something using like, um, using like packages or something, you just did it your way and you're like, oh, it's so intricate. You know, no one's ever going to figure it out. It's like, dude, like given enough time, like you sit, you sit down with like a week with like a, with a, like a code base, you're going to get familiar with it. Two weeks, you're going to get even more familiar with it. Oh, right? yeah. If you didn't know anything. Three weeks, you're uh, all of a sudden you're an expert. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you start, you just start following, you know, following yeah. the path there, you know. Like. Exactly. And then it comes down to, like, do I want to pay someone to figure this out for two weeks or do I just want to pay this guy an extra thousand dollars to, like, $1, to <laughs> maintain it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's even yeah. pay the dude that built it in the first place. Mm. Yeah, and then that's that's ridiculous. You're just squatting on the on the previous work you did, as opposed to like becoming a better developer as you go along. You know, so yeah. that's some bullshit. But not everybody cares about that. I don't think. Some people are just money hungry. Yeah. 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 I have to do some work. Maybe you're getting blown up. Yeah, I'm getting blown up. Now. So that's how we're gonna during, end our first episode. Yeah, yeah, that's how we're gonna end our first episode. <laughs>
Yeah, it's just like, oh. Called into work. Called into work, man. <laughs> there was a, there ain't no rest for the wicked, man. It's the I know. Yeah. Thanks for listening. This was the first episode of Shoot the Bit. Hope you liked it. For more information and to get updates or ask questions, maybe, give us topics, just go to shootthebit.com. Or you can email us at, sh- I think I own shootthebit uh, at gmail.com. Oh, sweet. I think yeah. cool. Email us at shootthebit.com. How do you spell that? Com. S-H-O-O-T-T-O-O-T-H-E. There we go. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, snap. Shoot the next, bit. Next time we'll talk about email. spelling. Okay. <laughs>